When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Gomez and Jota and Minamino! Simicast takes and Liverpool lead! And Joel Matip has Liverpool where they need to be! So the title race goes to the wire. Liverpool take it to the final day as they come from behind against Southampton. Don't forget, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of the articles on Liverpool as well as everything else on the site if you head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Special price of a pound a month for six months at the moment. So to uh, subscribe, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. I'm Steve Hothersall. Joining me on the Red Agenda today, James Pearce and LFC TV commentator uh, John Bradley. It's going to the final day. It's reminiscent, James, of three years ago when Liverpool and Man City were neck and neck into that final stretch. It's, it's bizarre how similar it is. Yeah, it is. And I think it's it's fitting that it goes to the wire as well because there's been so little between these two teams all season you know similarly to to 18-19 I think they've inspired each other they've driven each other on to to greater heights I don't think either of them would have got close to this points total without the other one they've known that there was so little margin for error and Liverpool thoroughly deserve to take it right to the final day as well because um, you know I think a lot of people wondered whether Tuesday night at St Mary's might have been a, a step too far after that energy sapping 120 minutes and and the shootout at Wembley against Chelsea last weekend you know I, I suppose it was a gamble really of Klopp to make all those changes you know nine of them but you know yet again the depth of this squad came to the fore and you know the names on the back of the shirts might change but you know the style the desire the mentality the composure the resilience always seems to remain the same. Brad, as you were on the red agenda about the time that Liverpool were 14 points behind Manchester City, and despite the fact we know how great this squad are and how good the manager is, it was a little bit inconceivable at that time that we could think it would get to this point. Liverpool would definitely have taken this back then. You're outing me as a doubter, Steve, here, by any chance. <laughs> I think that the way <laughs> I think the way that, that, that City had gone about their run of form at the start of the year or the start of the season compared to Liverpool who were just drawing quite a lot of games and I said at the time I'd been lucky to speak to Pep Guardiola and he said you know a, a draw is as bad as a defeat now in the Premier League because the standards that Liverpool and City have set between them are so high that that you know if it's 1-1 with five minutes to go in a game both Liverpool and Manchester City will always try to find a way to win that game because they know that a draw is really costly now. And I think that's obviously proven to be the case. I think that, strangely, City normally in the second half of the season gets stronger and, and it's sort of been the other way around this year that they've they've slipped up a few times 
and Liverpool's form since obviously the turn of the year has been remarkable and beaten in the in the Premier League. Uh, you know, only dropped a, a couple of points here and there. Uh, it's been a phenomenal run. Part of you know that mentality that that's been instilled into them, the resilience of the players, the togetherness of the players, the unity of the football club as a whole. And I think that that it's easy to become blasé and take it for granted. But we've got to have so much respect for the way that they've they've dug themselves. You know, they were on New Year's Day they were at the bottom of a well, weren't they? And there was a ladder to to get them out of it. And slowly, rung by rung, they've clawed their way up. And uh, you know, they're on the top step. Uh, and now it's just a question of whether uh, Stephen Gerrard and Aston Villa can do Liverpool one more favour and they can get the job done. Well, James, how much did we talk in December about January being possibly a tough month and Mo Salah and Sadio Mane not being about because they'd be, be at AFCON? Um, Liverpool, great testament to Liverpool and the way they've attacked this second half of the season and got over different hurdles in a variety of ways. Yeah, it was early January, wasn't it? When when Klopp got the, the entire squad together at Kirby and... And, and, and talked about how they needed to have a bit of a reset because um, they'd had a difficult end to 2021 with some, you know, some drop points that I think could and probably should have been avoided. You know, you think of that defeat at Leicester and then throwing away the lead at, at Chelsea at the start of January and you're right, you know, and suddenly then you're losing Salamane and Cater. And I think a lot of people, probably Man City included, would have thought that that was when... Liverpool's challenge would have would have faded away but yeah similar similarly to what we saw at St Mary's on Tuesday night those on the fringes stepped up and delivered in the absence of those key personnel during AFCON and it's been a a feature of this season that you know unlikely heroes have emerged from from all different departments of that Klopp squad and you know he said himself it's the deepest group of players in terms of talent he's ever had the had the luxury of working with and they've proved that time and time again and um, yeah it's just consistency on a breathtaking level isn't it when you think well they've played 18 league games in the second half of the season and they've dropped dropped six points which to have put together that kind of run whilst competing on all fronts winning both domestic cups getting to a Champions League final you know it, it's just been an absolute Herculean effort. Brad as you've been commentating on on Liverpool for many years on, on the club TV channel LFC TV do you take this at all for granted, what you're watching now? Or have you simply been blown away by this Liverpool side and the, and the mentality aspect of the I team? used to take Steven Gerrard for granted and the level of his performance. So you came to an expectancy that Gerrard would be brilliant every game. And then if players were playing well around him, you tended to highlight them more because you know, it was Steven Gerrard. That's what he did. So I think <laughs> I almost learnt from that that you've got to appreciate them when they're there and appreciate this team now together and whoever the 11 are that are out on the field, you're still getting the same level of performance from the players, um, you know, and there's absolutely no conceivable way that, that three, four years ago, Jurgen Klopp could make nine changes for a game away at Southampton to expect Liverpool to go and win their I know Southampton have been a little bit off the rails lately since you know their season pretty much was secured that they weren't going down, they weren't going to do anything else. But I thought they had a real go at Liverpool for a while last night and were very competitive, but Liverpool just played them off the park. And that wouldn't have happened three, four years ago. So I think it's testament to the recruitment. And it's not just the recruitment of the players being better as well. It's, it's also buying players with a, a better mentality and better culture. So I don't think we should ever be blasé about it. 
It's funny, actually, because the big talking point of the game last night was obviously the commentary on TV, wasn't it? You know, about almost um, Martin Tyler, you know, who's been responsible for some of the greatest moments in Premier League history for finding the right words to fit the moment. Almost downplaying the Liverpool goals, particularly the Minamino one. And it's because, like, Liverpool and Manchester City dominate games so much that you're not surprised when they score. And sometimes it's almost hard to to get up because you know that they're going to score. And that goal that Liverpool scored last night, the equaliser, was so inevitable when it came because Liverpool were were pounding Southampton into the floor. They were getting deeper and deeper. But it's a really great goal and and it's a really good goal. So it will be easy to take them for granted, but we we never should. I love that Minamino strike. In fact... I love Tacky just just for what he's been about this season, James. So top scorer in the League Cup for Liverpool, saving the FA Cup, left out of the FA Cup final, but no gets gets the tap on the shoulder for this game and then sco- scores a sparkler. Yeah, I think he epitomises really the kind of the selfless team ethic that runs right through that that squad because. Um, He'd have been quite within his rights, really, to be a bit peeved by having done so much to help Liverpool get to two major finals, you know, to not even be on the bench for one of them and not featuring either final. And I think you had to go back to December 2020 at Palace for the last time he'd started a Premier League game for Liverpool. And he, you know, he scored that day. And um, every time he has had an opportunity this season, he's grasped it. You know, you know, 10 goals in all competitions uh, he's only played just over a thousand minutes, so you, you, you know he's. You're talking about not far off a, a goal every every ninety minutes. I think certainly a, a goal involvement every ninety minutes because I think he's got an assist or two thrown into the mix as well. You know, I, I did an interview with Vitor Matos on the kind of this theme of why players are able to keep on stepping up and delivering when they've played so little football because you know Minamino like Harvey Elliott haven't had a minute of football competitive action since the FA Cup tie at, at Forest in March and he he said it's well a couple of things really one was he said just the environment that Klopp has created there where they all just buy into this that they're part of something special even when they're not playing regularly you know and, and that attitude then transcends into the training where training is always of such an intensity that they try and replicate what they need come come match days. So it's um, you know it, you might not have played for a couple of months yet. It feels like you have because you're training at, at such a, a high level day in day out. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens with Minamino this summer because you know, I think ideally you'd want him to stay around because he's the he's the perfect squad player. It's just you know at this stage in his career, you know, is he happy? being a bit part option or or does he want to go somewhere and and be one of the the main strikers and um you know and, and will Liverpool get the kind of offers that might test that resolve but um yeah I hope he I hope he stays put because he's a he's a real asset yeah but plus Klopp won't want to lose Divock Origi and Minamino James no he won't and we know that you know Origi will be saying his goodbyes at Anfield this Sunday you know after that game against Wolverhampton Wanderers and you know, he's been in in talks for quite some time now with AC Milan, and barring any late hitches, you'd expect that to go through. Obviously, he's a he's a free agent this summer. He hasn't played enough games over the course of this season for the the option in his contract to kick in, which would have triggered an extension. So yeah, that's another factor as well. You won't want you know too much upheaval, and you know even you know, Rigi will certainly be missed. I thought I thought he was excellent again last night. You know, in terms of 
doing a job for the team, put himself about. He was lively. He was, you know, he, he won battles. He you know, he alleviated pressure at times when it got a little bit nervy late on. And yeah, he he will leave an absolute legend of the club with the the iconic contributions he he's made over the years. Two signings this season that have made a massive difference to Liverpool. Obviously, Luis Diaz is one, and we've waxed lyrical about him. But Ibrahim Akanati, incredible. 22 years old, and the consistency and level of his performances, and almost the leadership as well, Bradders, has been outstanding from this year. I absolutely guy. loathe comparisons, talking about a player being similar to someone. But he really reminds me of Marcel Desailly in terms of his supreme physicality, his composure at a, a young age, the way that he will jump through a brick wall to, to win it. But then when he gets on the ball, he's really, really composed. You know, we're not going to start banging the drum now and saying he's this, he's that. He's still a very young defender, still learning his trade. But I think the last few weeks, he has been an absolute colossus uh, and a mountain for Liverpool at the heart of that defence. And I think Liverpool are unbelievably blessed because you know obviously with Virgil van Dijk we all know what he is I think Joel Matip has maybe even surpassed Virgil's levels of performance this season I think the level of consistency that he's shown has been incredible maybe I'm going back to the old Gerard thing there of taking Virgil for granted but I think Joel Matip has been incredible this season I think Ibrahim Akanate has grown throughout the course of the season. And I think what he's also done is as well is it's all part of what we talk about. He's seen the mentality and the culture at the training ground and on a match day and the players and how they conduct themselves and what they expect of themselves and others. And I think he's really bought into it and uh, he's fitted in really well. And it, again, we talk about the mentality of players that you're bringing in and it's not just playing ability, it's the mentality. And, and, and they look to have got it absolutely right here. Such is the expectancy from this Liverpool side. When they went a goal down at, at Southampton, James, I, I was still massively confident. In fact, and I don't part with my money easily, but I put 20 quid on Liverpool when they went a goal down. Because I, <laughs> I just thought, you know, they will win this game. And they did. And we'll go back to that mentality thing as well. You were at the stadium. Were you completely confident and comfortable with, with the situation they found themselves in? Yeah, yeah. Because there was just so long in the game to go, wasn't there? I think... And you're right, you know, the the beauty of this team is they don't panic and, and they have that inherent belief that they will find a way out of it. And, um, you know, they've, they've done it so many times this season, haven't they, in terms of coming out of tricky situations. And they did it at Villa Park, you know, last week in terms of getting a bit of a shock to the system early on. You know, even Villarreal away wasn't too long ago, was it? You know, that was probably the ultimate shock to the system, what happened in the first 20 25 minutes there but they again they work things out and um yeah that you know that's that's where people like James Milner especially I think come to the fore when you've got experienced leaders like that and and you know most of this team of you know even even the fringe players coming in they've been part of so many big occasions that I don't think at any point in the last few months would you say that they've this team has really felt the pressure or the expectation or anything like that I think they've the the message from Klopp all the way along has been just embrace it. You know, this is a, you know, a, a once in a lifetime shot really, at, you know, trying to achieve something no team has ever done before with the quadruple. Yeah, they showed, I thought, immense maturity and, and composure to absolutely, you know, turn that game around from a tricky start 
rather than feel sorry for themselves. And you know, the scoreline massively flattered Southampton. You know, I remember looking at one point in the second half, and Liverpool had had eighty percent of the ball. It was, you know, it was akin to watching you know an FA Cup tie between a Premier League club and a League Two club. It was the golf was so big. You know, the only frustration was Liverpool didn't get the third goal to to really kill them off. You know, Klopp has repeatedly, hasn't he, talked about them being the his mentality monsters and um you know i think you know again that it's that's not just the first 11 he's talking about there you know the, those traits those characteristics run right through that place so it's stevie g time isn't it brothers um final day of the season what a story this could turn out to be in fact who writes this stuff <laughs> this is this is film script stuff, isn't it? Uh, Sky tried the best to <laughs> manufacture stuff in years gone by, didn't they? Um, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, Danny Ings and Steven Gerrard and, and Philippe Coutinho uh, against Manchester City looking to uh, do Liverpool a favour. I think that, you know, the hope the hope will be there. They went behind at Brighton the other year, didn't they? When it went down to the wire and, and obviously it got everyone up. Ultimately, Liverpool just have to do their job and and see what happens. I'm certain that you know if you talk to Stephen and and Danny Ings, who's still very close with the, quite a few of the Liverpool lads, you know they'll they'll say yeah, you know they're, they're concentrating on on their own game, but they'd love to do Liverpool a, a favour. But that's not at the forefront of their mind, is it, brothers? They're not they're not going into the game thinking we're playing this for Liverpool. No, and I think it's also worth remembering as well that. Liverpool were good at Villa Park last week, weren't they? And and Villa struggled to to live with Liverpool for the best part of the game. Yeah, they've got the breakaways and things like that. But I never felt that once Liverpool got in front there that they were ever really in trouble at Villa. So, you know, I think probably you got to hope that Villa find an extra, uh, extra couple of yards because they'll need it at the Etihad, won't they? Because uh, Manchester City will be up for it. Manchester City, you, you sort of think, do they get nervous, James? Is it, is it going to bother them at all? Are they, are they just on such a high level that, that it won't affect their play? I mean, they could have wrapped up the title if Mahrez had scored the penalty against West Ham. Yeah, I think there, there has to be a degree of nerves, doesn't there? Because I think it has to be in the back of City's minds, you know, the fact that it wasn't that long ago that people were saying that, you know, there wasn't even going to be a title race this season, that it was over, it was a procession. And they're, you know, in the back of their minds, they will be thinking, well, you know, this, this was, it was 14 points in the middle of January. And, and you're right, then you throw into the mix, you know, the Mares penalty as well. So, yeah, they, that, that, they would have been pretty sick, I think, at the sight of, of Liverpool doing it again, especially with the team Klopp picked. I'm sure, I'm sure when they saw Liverpool's team sheet at St Mary's, they were, they were half expecting Liverpool to, to come undone. So yeah, it's Liverpool have done all they can, haven't they? By by taking it right down to the wire. And then you're right, you know, it 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 could be incredible, you know, the fact that you know, arguably the greatest player in the club's history, the one honor that eluded him in his playing career, he could end up having a massive part to play in in winning the title for Liverpool what 7 years after he'd he'd walked away from Anfield as a player and then you know, when you've got Danny Ings as well I, I still think there's a chance because I think of the problems that Danny Ings caused, caused Liverpool and um, you know when you look at what Jared Bowen did to Man City you know Ings is similar in terms of having that ability to dart in behind and, and expose space and City have got a few defensive, inj- uh, defensive 
selection issues that you know at the minute you've got you know the Coutinho factor as well you know obviously the the most important thing is just controlling what you can control which is getting yourself into a position of dominance in the game against Wolves on Sunday because you know that that'll have a part to play as well you know if Liverpool go 2-0 up after 10-15 minutes that will get through to the City players because it'll be flying around the, the Etihad the fact that that's the case and you know the longer it stays nil-nil at the Etihad then tension and anxiety is bound to play a part isn't it so yeah I can't I can't wait for it you know and and do you know what the beauty of it is as well that if it doesn't happen if if as is most likely both teams win and Liverpool are pipped to the title by a single point you know it's not gonna be like a morgue at Anfield is it because it's going to be a celebration whatever because you know to get you know if Liverpool win on Sunday you get 92 points you know I look back and 24 times in the Premier League era that would be enough to win the league and I tell you what nothing picks you up better than the prospect of preparing for a Champions League final in Paris the following weekend so yeah I'll I'll look upon it as a bit of a win-win this weekend at least you've got me slightly convinced (laughs) I was just going to say if there's one goalkeeper that could produce a show-stopping one-off performance to grab the headlines and take the limelight there's no one better than Martinez. He's quite um, leery and quite confident uh, in himself, which is funny, really, because the best goalkeeper supposedly in the Premier League in terms of shots saved is going to be playing at Anfield on Sunday in, in Jose Sarr, isn't he? So, But Martinez, you just feel, could produce that one performance that could just be absolutely incredible. Could happen, couldn't it? And football, brother, stows up weird things, doesn't it? Ask. Ask Liverpool about 1989 and Arsenal winning at Anfield. Ask those who saw Aguero do what he did to win it for Man City in the last... You you get these stories. They come along. Yeah. You only need to look at what's been happening in the the Football League playoffs over the last couple of weeks and, you know, the the drama that that we've seen. Um, You know, who'd have thought that that Liverpool were going to go behind the way they did against Villarreal and then at Villa and then at Southampton? And still have after all these games they've played the the self belief and the energy to as well as the the football and ability and now to get themselves out of it, so they deserve to take it down to the last day and it would be quite fitting is that there is one more twist in the uh, in the tale. I don't know whether James saw the interview with Jordan Henderson on Sky last night where he was pitch side and. He was essentially being asked, will you know what's happening in the City game? And he effectively said, absolutely, you you feel those vibes straight away. And he sort of reflected on a couple of years ago when they knew what was happening with the Brighton game. So there's nothing that's going to escape these players, is there, while while they're out there? No, I mean, I was was thinking about earlier on today, actually, that when the news filtered through at Anfield about Brighton scoring and... I think it was what we, what we treated to. It was like a magical forty-five seconds. I think wasn't it that it lasted? It was. It was like a wave of euphoria that went around the stadium. And, and I think I remember I, where, where we were. Obviously, in the media box, you've you've got monitors. So we actually we actually had the the, the Man City game on the monitor. So we you had loads of fans were then leaving their seats to come and check that it was definitely true and that Brighton had scored. But a lot of them, by the time they'd come to check whether Brighton had scored, suddenly we were watching City's equaliser and and you suddenly realised that, um, yeah, it wasn't going to be Liverpool's day. So, uh, 
I'm sure Klopp will probably get asked on Friday, you know, will you, you know, will you be keeping abreast of you know developments at uh, at the Etihad? But I don't think he'll need to worry about that. He'll have he'll have fifty four thousand people uh, leaving him in absolutely no doubt about what's what's happening down the road. So um, yeah, it is tricky for the players because I think it's bound to influence the game as well. Like I said before, in in the same way as if Liverpool go a couple of goals up and City remain level that will have a part to play as well at the Etihad, I think. Because um, no matter what players say, you can't block out stuff like that. You know, that, that psychology and all the rest of it will, will certainly be significant, I think. What an atmosphere at Anfield we're expecting. That was the Red Agenda. My thanks to uh, LFC TV commentator John Bradley, superb as always, and James. And James has got a piece on The Athletic uh, right now, looking back at uh, last night's victory over Southampton. So check that out. Uh, it's called How Liverpool's Perfect Triangle Has Kept the Quadruple Alive. There'll be plenty more from James on the site very shortly. Of course, we're all looking forward to Sunday. And fingers crossed the Reds can do it and City can slip up. We'll see you on the next Red Agenda. <laughs>